Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Republicans are using the threat of default for the first time in history. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments. I won't allow them to be gutted or eliminated, as MAGA Republicans threaten to do. Again, the MAGA Republicans want to take away the law. They're one of the things they've announced. They want to do away with the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, by the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans, but the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. Thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which not one single Republican voted for, that I signed in the law as soon as I got to office, millions of Americans, or millions more, have enrolled in the Affordable Care Act. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect all other banks to fail, Mr. President? Should all depositors be protected at all banks? All right, thank you. What we are going to promise is that we're going to do this. We're going to move forward with a with a uh, with this kind of system, this immigration system that has been gutted, really, truly gutted by the last administration. We're going to move forward and do it in a humane way. We're going to do it in a safe way, uh, and we're going to do it in the way that moves us forward. And so, what we have been seeing, what we've been dealing with, again, is trying to fix the damage that the last administration do did. What we have done. Is we've we've opened the path uh, to uh, we've opened the path to to make sure that people have a way to um, to get you know to come through and do it in a legal pathway. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 14th of March, year of our Lord 2023, and I wanted to start with the dedication of the second anniversary of the loss of Scott Carl, my dear friend. Um, still miss you, buddy. Um, 
seems like when you're chronically ill <clears throat> like I am, I've had a bad couple days, don't even know what's going on, um, just burning and GERD and bile flux and none of the medicine works. It seems you think about a lot of negative things, and he came to mind quite often. So uh, this is the day he passed, and uh, I wanted to commemorate it. So uh, let's move on to less sad things. I had to do a mega intro because he's back at it, Mr. Unity. And that is your press secretary with what appears to be a DEI hire gone wrong. What is that? It's not even English. I don't even know what that is, but it's not English. Today we're going to do our soapbox, our top six, and uh, let's start with the soapbox time now. We have experienced many decades now of having agency over our body, of being able to determine when and how many children to have. We know what that feels like. We know what that's done for our lives. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. Yeah. Well, the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking, yeah. and, 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 and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But we're I, not going to do it. Besides, I, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous... <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's... Well, isn't that nice? We'll kill people. We'll murder people. And, of course, the whole media ignored it. If they did cover it, oh, she was just joking. It's a figure of speech. It's okay. We have people who say, well, we need to eradicate the ideology that is influencing kids to change their gender. And that is an, a one-week Knowles said kill transgenders. It just happened. But this, nothing burger. And, and sadly... That's not the worst. Now we have Democrats who say what military members should see on their TV. Sue, so let's talk about the harm to the country, because I think that's the most important thing. Yes, Dominion voting systems, reputational harm, lost profits. There could be a dollar that could be an amount that was going to make them whole. I'm worried a lot about Americans and the disinformation and the misinformation that was pumped out of Fox News. Has there been any discussions in Congress about maybe congressional oversight, regulations, maybe the FCC getting involved? I know we all respect the First Amendment, Congressman, but should there be some type of gatekeeping that happens so that this doesn't happen again? Well, again, I, I think about our troops, and I, I've been all over the world and have visited our troops uh, in some of the harshest places, and uh, nothing makes them feel more like home uh, than their access you know, to American television programming. And a, and a popular channel is Fox News. And uh, again, I, I don't want to get in the business of telling troops what they can and cannot watch. Uh, but if you have a news station that a court is going to rule uh, is uh, in its evening hour, uh, you know, 
perpetuating dis and misinformation. Uh, I don't know if I disagree with both vets who are saying uh, that we need to take a look at, uh, you know, how this is being broadcast to our troops. I, I... Well, isn't that special? So guys who risk their life, unlike this twat, and put themselves in harm's way are going to have to be force-fed liberal ideology. Okay, that, that's, that's nice. So let's get to our, some of our slides also. Yeah, that's what you think it is. That, that's a real thing. That, that's, that, that is a fucking real thing right there. It, it is fucking ungoddamn believable. Why do you think that thing is going to actually sell blenders, motherfucker. I think it's a blender, right? It's a blender. How is that going to sell a blender? I, I, I just don't. I just can't. We're going to move on. Air Force is supposed to fucking... Get rid of the A-10, and I I would play a video and tell them they're fucking idiots. But we've already gone down this, and they're idiots. Um, this is this is just wrong. I, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of the A-10. You have nothing to replace the A-10. Um, this is wrong. There's levels of wrong. This is a huge wrong, and I totally disagree. Our next little soapbox soundbite uh, will never make the media sent to me by. Matt in Oregon, but um, yeah, this sure changes the fucking narrative. Wow. They're just a bunch of fucking liars. Here's Julie Kelly, the only one that's actually followed this. More confirmation here about FBI agents who lied on the stand yesterday in concerned evidence, admitted fabricated evidence of falling orders to destroy hundreds of items of evidence. Lack of criminal accountability for FISA gate lives on. Narrative. Another one by her, and I don't think I got the screen for it. No, I didn't. I'll just leave that one up. For uh, J6, breaking public defender for Zachary Rell, whose emails were surveilled by the FBI and apparently shared with prosecutors, filed motion this morning to dismiss case against him. Whoa, I'm reading this correctly. It appears that FBI deleted messages related to Proud Boy case, evidence required to be produced to the defense. And here you go, Judge Tim Kelly once again rubber stamping DOJ demands. Much ado about nothing. Keep in mind, Kelly is a longtime creature of DOJ. He worked for years for D.C., and he's on the J6. Unbelievable. Judge Kelly is an absolute disgrace. He also denied numerous change of venues motions. And jury can't hear about reference to destroyed evidence because the government claimed without evidence, as defense pointed out, it related to an old case. Keep in mind, this is all evidence DOJ gave to defense. And I can't even read anymore. I am so sick of reading this shit. Um, You know, we said it on the show. I 100% believe it. You're a fuckhead if you broke windows. You're a fuckhead if you entered. You shouldn't have entered. It was wrong. What, a thousand people maybe walk through that place and they're getting convicted worse than people who stab, rape, rob, shoot people in the face, all because of their skin color and ideology. 
That's racism. The racism that's supposed to be happening against black people, but it's not actually happening. To COVID, new economist, YouGov poll, 66% of Americans lean towards lab think, lab leak theory. Drew Holden, once again, we haven't done a Drew Holden in a really long time. Love this guy. He's in depth. As a COVID, uh, let's just zoom it up. I, I, November 30th, my friends, I promise. As the COVID lab leak hypothesis gains institutional traction, I want to take a moment to highlight the enormous shift in press coverage it received. Originally, the idea was a right-wing conspiracy theory. Now, the press accepts it to be true. Nobody does a media got a major story incredibly wrong like Drew Holden. Let's get to it then. For my money, the worst offender was NPR. Scientists debunk lab accident theory. Energy Department says low confidence lab leak theory. Then they had scientists debunk a whole podcast and show, Washington Post. Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus conspiracy theory. That's actually true. Uh, Tom Cotton, here's New York Times, who, deserved, who described his observation as unsubstantiated rumor has been dismissed by scientists. Fringe theory. Washington Post again. President Trump and Secretary of State Pompeo continue to push unsubstantiated Wuhan lab theory. FBI Director Christopher Wray said Tuesday that COVID-19 most likely originated from a lab. We could go through all of it. It was the entire media because it wasn't about truth. It was about agenda. It was about owning the cons. If I seem off today, I am, man, I've had a flare for four days off nothing. It's not my stomach. It's here and here. I, I just had a long phone call with gastro. They're going to do a bunch of shit and send a camera through my entire system. They don't know what it is, but they're worried about the C word and they're worried about Crohn's and something else. So the journey goes on 14 months, a million tests still sleep in a chair, can't eat anything. I shouldn't even be dipping, but I am. And I still have one monster day. It sucks and it hurts, but I got to have some caffeine for fuck's sake. So I drink it. Anyway, enough. Moving on. Jaded with education. More Americans are skipping college. This was a big article in AP News. It was a negative article, but literally, folks, um, why wouldn't kids do this? I cover this a lot because I had a son. Well, I had a son. I have a son, Zach in Tennessee, who has a brilliant mind. He's like a savant. He was AP, 4.5 grade point averages. He could only make it two years and he had to quit. And that was in 2011. And it was all because of ideology. This is Fairfax County on here with stereotypes. And I'm going to blow it up because it's so fucking good which of the following is an accurate comparison of liberals versus conservatives liberals young white males east coast ivy league education scientist middle-aged urban lesbian southern male migrant laborer college educated black male professor catholic miss western mid-aged male West Coast Hispanic teacher, white upper middle class suburban man. It's just all stereotypical, which doesn't actually match with anything. 
And then you have this. A very intelligent man getting shouted down by very unintelligent wokesters. Do you want an echo chamber? What's the issue? Can I help you? Yeah. 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 I guess I have to hold up. Remarks, but and I want letting, you to be able to answer. I want you to be able to answer. Go ahead. Yes. Can I have to write something down because I'm so uncomfortable up here? Um, and I don't say that for sympathy. I just say I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable because this event is tearing at the fabric of this community that I care about and I'm here to support. And I don't know, and I have to ask myself, and I'm not a cynic to ask this, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is this worth it? It isn't a cynic. But for many people in this law school who work here, who study here, and who live here, your advocacy, your opinions from the bench land as absolute disenfranchisement of their rights so and does land. That goes on for fucking ever. Forever. Which brings me to two sound bites that I, I'm going to play. I'm going to play them back to back to save four seconds of the spread thing. Um, I think 
of late, I've been going to a lot of old movies. And one that I think should be required listening for all these kids is Goodwill Hunting and Dead Poet Society. I ganked the Goodwill Hunting, but this Dead Poet Carpe Diem and Conformity is so apropos for today. Let's seize the day. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. I'd like you to step forward over here and peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times. I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts, full of hormones, just like you. Invincible, just like you feel. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things, just like many of you. Their eyes are full of hope, just like you. Did they wait until it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on, lean in. Listen, you hear it? Just take, gentlemen, just take a stroll. There it is. See him thinking, is this right? It might be right, it might be right. I know that. Maybe not, I don't know. Mr. Overstreet, driven by a deeper force. Yes. We know that. All right. Now, I didn't bring them up here to ridicule them. I brought them up here to illustrate the point of conformity, the difficulty in maintaining your own beliefs in the face of others. Now, those of you, I see the look in your eyes like, I would have walked differently. Well, ask yourselves why you were clapping. The difficulty of maintaining your own belief in the face of others. It is very, very hard in this current world. 
This is a full-page ad. Can you tell who legally able to carry a gun and who isn't? The answer, you can until it's already too late. We place this full-page ad in Miami Herald to show just how dangerous and negligent Governor DeSantis' permitless carry bill is. This is Gifford's. Statistically speaking, it is safer in jurisdictions that do have carry. There are less mass shootings in public spaces. Washington Democrats just passed a ban on assault weapons, which includes pistols to address school shootings. They also just passed a ban on sentence enhancements for gang members. Because that's more dangerous than others. Steve Forbes assaulted by protesters at conservative book launch. That is what we do. This is how we approach everything in this stupid age of conformity. This is Nikki Freed, Ron posting butt plug porn to Obe own the libs. They are calling it porn, but they also say you must show it to kids or else they'll kill themselves. That's their logic. Arizona Senate. This is a good article. I don't know why it got here. I misrouted it. Passes bill to require ID to drop off late mail-in ballots. Whoa, what a concept. Now get back to my point. This is after... The fucking Oscars. Angela Bassett face, which she lost to Jamie Lee Curtis. Her with even initiated discussion, the roles, nepotism. Brendan Fraser becomes sixth straight man to win Oscar. Michelle Yeoh is the first Asian woman to win the best Oscar. But then they put it online as this, who identifies as Asian. Now, the concept was that there was an Asian woman that won, but because of racism, she didn't identify herself as an Asian. That's how Twitter tried to protect her. My response was pretty much on the nose, as you would expect. Um, And I fucking lost it, which kind of sucks. Hold one. Where the hell did it go? I got all these other fucking things in the way. I guess I did a lot. Uh, give me a second. Sorry. God, I suck. I bookmarked it when I thought I, I, I didn't actually post a lot of shit. Oh, God. Damn. Bless America. Where is it? We're doing it live, so I'm going to show... There we go. Identifies what the actual F does that mean. We can all pick ethnicity now. I'm a white gun-owning 20-year army vet, cis-normative male, the most hated demo by NPR. Guess I'll identify as a trans POC Antifa Jane's Revenge BLM member. Now I get special status. Yippee. Yippee. The fucking E. 
because if we can all identify with what we want, well, that's just fantastic. Another soapbox. Third former GOP nominee, Dems, illegally got their records. This is not a story anywhere. It's not a story anywhere. Because, you know, when you add it up that we illegally wiretapped, well then, okay, I guess this isn't that important. Then a late entry, which would have been the leadoff if we didn't have somebody calling for murder. Here's Pisaki admitting he doesn't do anything at nine, but this soundbite by Biden is just horrible. Uh, And that's what people need to hear from him. Now, it's important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is. Transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Yes, they do wake up one day and decide they want to do it. He doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about because he's a fucking asshat. So now they're going to federally dictate that we have to change the kid. We have to trans the kids. Is that where we're going? We're going to trans the kids. Federally mandated transing the kids. They are so invested in this sick pedophilia child abuse bullshit that the president of the United States just said we need to trans the kids. Now I know he's doing it because they know DeSantis is probably going to beat Trump and then he's going to run against him and he's got to go against everything he says. But this is one of those moments. A motherfucker who don't do nothing at nine o'clock, which means he isn't doing his fucking job, is going to speak on that speaks volumes to where their priorities are. They just want to win, own the cons. If DeSantis had said, I'm going to federal, I'm going to state mandate that all the kids must immediately get sex change operations, the left at all, including the media, would instantaneously be that's child abuse. I mean, they just did it with the porn. They just did it. They called it porn. Well, look at that. So that's our soapbox up front. We're going to go into comedy, do a little lighter fare. On the other side, you're going to go into sound bites of the hearing that happened this week to show how horrible the left is. Our comedy soundbite is the first skit of the last two years that I would say is on par with David Spade, Rob Schneider, Dana Carvey, 
Adam Sandler, when SNL was actually about comedy and not about owning the cons. I'll catch up with you guys later, all right? Fine. Hey, Casey, what are you doing here? I know you and the guys usually hang out at Waffle House after the game, so I just uh, figured you'd be here. I have something I need to tell you. What's up? I'm not going to stay next year. Hey! What? We had a plan. We were both going to go to state and then move back to town after and get married. That's what we wanted. No, that's what you wanted, Zach. Right? I want more. More than state. More than this town. More than me. Yeah. I don't understand. What did I do wrong? Nothing. I applied to this music program in New York City. I got in. I mean, what do you want me to say, Casey? Congrats. I'm losing the love of my life. I'm just the love of your life so far. Okay, you'll find other girls. They won't be you. I just... I can't believe it's over. We've been together since eighth grade. I know. That's the problem. Who I am without you. No, and I, I owe it to myself to find that out. Trust me, this wasn't an easy decision. You're making a mistake, Casey. We got a 724 in progress. Maybe I am making a mistake. You know, but isn't that what growing up is? No, it's about taking the big chances, making the big mistakes. You know, that's. That's how we become who we're meant to be. Do it. I'll do it. Do it. Do it. You say so. Yeah. You know where I'm putting these? Guess what? Right down my pants, baby. It's hurts me too, Zach. I know that this is the right decision. Hey, and who knows? You know, maybe a few years from now we'll find each other again. If it's meant to be, it'll be. be my first love. Nothing can change that. I guess. Come here. Thank you. For what? Everything. I guess thank you, too. Do you, um, need a ride home? No, my dad drove me. You ready to go, baby girl? Yeah, Dad. Free bird gotta fly, son. of homophobic and anti-Semitic threats and harassment against me, of which Twitter has removed vanishingly little, and following the Daily Mail's decision to publish where I live, 
ultimately I had to leave my home and sell it, those are the consequences for this type of online harassment and speech. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I'm not exaggerating when, when I say that you have called before you two witnesses who pose a direct threat to people who oppose them. It's funny when people have to go through that. Exactly. This is unacceptable. I'm ready for it. I don't know if a lot of other people are. But just as it was unacceptable for Kevin McCarthy, three weeks ago, House Oversight had this hearing with actual Twitter executives who had actual firsthand knowledge about what happened in 2020. And that didn't go so well for the House Republicans because real evidence showed that there wasn't coordination between Twitter and the federal government as they'd like the American people to believe, and that all the so-called Twitter files really showed was a discussion on content moderation and that we only got a fraction of the discussion. So now we're back again, no surprise, what else have they got to talk about? Not what's interested in the American people are interested, not what taxpayer dollars have brought us here to Washington to do. And the Republicans have brought in two of Elon Musk's public scribes to release cherry-picked, out-of-context emails and screenshots designed to promote his chosen narrative, Elon Musk's chosen narrative that is now being parroted by the Republicans because the Republicans think that these witnesses will tell a story that's going to help them out politically. On Tuesday, the majority released an 18-page report claiming to show that the FTC is, quote, harassing Twitter. Oh, my, poor Twitter. Including by seeking information about its interactions with individuals before us today. How did the report reach this conclusion? By showing two, one, two single paragraphs from a single demand letter, even though the report itself makes clear that there were numerous demand letters with numerous requests, none of which we've been able to see, that are more demand letters and more requests of Twitter. In other words, the conclusions are based on a fraction of information out of context, cherry-picked, surprise, just like the Twitter files. The majority conveniently forgot to share with the public that in May of 2022, well before Musk acquired Twitter, the FTC had already fined the company $150 million for failing to safeguard data, users' data, users, the American people, other individuals, its 150 million users. Twitter had not safeguarded them. Twitter entered into this consent agreement that required it to make regular reports to the FTC, and their previous consent decree between Twitter and the FTC was entered into in 2011. Elon Musk might not like this requirement, but Twitter had issues with FTC long before Musk bought the company, and there's nothing political about that. We've asked for the full set of documents that Musk must have shared with the Republicans on the committee, but we can draw some logical conclusions from what we have been given. You know what the Republican report actually shows? Two conclusions. First, the FTC has extraordinarily serious concerns about Twitter's handling of consumers' data and that there's something going on between congressional Republicans and Elon Musk. Mr. Chairman, Americans can see through this. 
Musk is helping you out politically, and you're going out of your way to promote and protect him and to praise him for his work. That time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written ten books, including four New York Times, New York Times bestsellers. <laughs> uh, I'm now the Rogan. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Now you crossed that line with the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me. Elon Musk spoon-fed Elon Musk spoon-fed you his cherry-picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint, or at the very least generates another right-wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard, and you appear to have benefited from it. Before the release of emails in, of the emails in August of last year, you had 661,000 Twitter followers. After the Twitter files, your followers doubled. And now it's three times what it was last August. I imagine your Substack readership, which is a subscription, increased significantly because of the work that you did for Elon Musk. Now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. You hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it? I've also reinvested you've made a some. No, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were, rece you were this recipient of the Twitter files? You've made money. Yes or no? I Very think it's probably question. a wash, honestly. Nope. You've, you, you have made money that you did not have before, correct? But I've also spent money that I didn't have okay. before. I just hired a I, whole a, group of people a, to Patently obvious answer, reclaiming my time. Attention is a powerful drug. Eyeballs, money, prominence, attention. All of it points to problems with accuracy and credibility. And the larger point, which is social media companies are not biased against conservatives. And if anything, they ignore... So, Mr. Taibbi, do you believe... You believe that the Russians and their oligarch-controlled internet research agency interfered in the 2016 election via this <clears throat> social media disinformation campaign? Do you believe that? Mr. Congressman, my disagreement with the issue well, is... I think this is, a, this is basically a yes or no question. Either you think so or you don't. And I don't have a lot of time, so... Okay, well then I'm, I'm going to answer not in the sense that you uh, that you're putting it. Okay, um, I think okay. all countries all right. engage in you, off offensive in information you, operations. The you, question is scale. And, you believe and, that and the Russia Twitter files in hacking, reclaiming my time is how it works. Now I'll ask the questions, and you try to provide an answer if you can. Um, you have to allow them to answer. Do you sure. believe? The gentleman is out of order and should not be interrupting a member asking a question on our you, side, Mr. Chairman. Reclaiming my time from everyone. In, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were invited by a friend, Barry Weiss? My friend, Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is, what is her... Um... She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir? She's a journalist. She's a journalist. Do so you work in concert with her? Um, yeah. Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I, I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? Um, there was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved with it. Are this shit has gotten so out of control. I, 
I'm speechless on most of this because you heard them. They didn't even know who they were talking about. But it's, you know, Federalists. Meet the partisans who wove a censorship complex vast and table wedge, starting with Noah Roth and all these fucking people. Just out of control. Barry Weiss, I'm dead. Couldn't get to D.C., but nothing but love for these two for dealing with these fucking morons who, once again, didn't know who Barry Weiss was. The only two positives I could find are Matt Talibi's response and one congresswoman who literally said it like it is. Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plaskett, members of the Select Committee, thank you for having me today. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Ranking Member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York York Times bestsellers. (laughs) Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter Files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas slot machine uh, as just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report after Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other researchers joined the search of the files that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. We saw the first hints in communications between Twitter executives before the 2020 election, when we read things like, flagged by DHS, or please see attached report from FBI for potential misinformation. This would be attached to an Excel spreadsheet with a long list of names whose accounts were often suspended shortly after. Again, Ranking Member Plaskett, I would note that the evidence of Twitter government relationship includes lists of tens of thousands of names on both the left and right. The people affected include Trump supporters, but also left-leaning sites like Consortium and Truthout, the leftist South American channel Telesur, the Yellow Vest movement. That, in fact, is a key point of the Twitter files, that it's neither a left nor right issue. Following the trail of communications between Twitter and the federal government across tens of thousands of emails led to a series of revelations. Mr. Chairman, we summarized and submitted them to the committee in the form of a new Twitter file thread, which was also released to the public this morning. We learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, from the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA. For every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same thing, including Stanford's Election Integrity Partnership, NewsGuard, the Global Disinformation Index, and many others, many taxpayer-funded. A focus of this fast-growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. Would you agree that there was a blacklist created in 2021? Sorry, yes, Jay Bhattacharya, the Stanford professor who I don't think anybody considers a fringe epidemiologist, was indeed, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I didn't piece it together. He's, he was indeed 
um, visibility filters. Correct. And so this blacklist that was created that really was used to uh, deplatform, uh, reduce visibility, yes. um, create lists internally where people couldn't even see their profiles. That was used against doctors and scientists who produced information that was contrary to what the CDC was putting out, despite the fact that we now know that what they were publishing had scientific basis and, in fact, was valid. Absolutely. And not only that, but these are secret blacklists. So Professor Bhattacharya had no idea he was on it. I mean, this is East Germany, Stasi kind of behavior. That's what this is. They're just garbage people. They have no fucking intellectual honesty. The latest Twitter file, statement to Congress, the censorship industrial complex, and, and it literally goes through that it's everybody. It's worse. Monitor all tweets coming from Trump's personal account, Biden's personal account, um, individuals. It, I'm not even going to cover it because it's, it's just more the same. We find that deep down to the core, there is this group of people like Debbie Washman Schultz. Joe Rogan's bad. You bring up, I mean, anybody who dare speak against the agenda, shut them down. So much so, Talibi made this perfect, perfect article. They have lost the plot. I don't think they are able to anymore realize that we live in a country of laws and I mean here is a conservative saying what shouldn't be have to be said about Twitter Twitter And even with Twitter, you cannot find actual evidence of any direct government censorship of any lawful speech. And when I say lawful, I mean non-criminal speech because plenty of speech is non-criminal. I'll give you one. Gentlemen's time to expire. I'd ask unanimous consent to enter into the record the following email from Clark Humphrey, Executive Office of the Presidency, White House Office, January 23rd, 2021, that's the Biden administration, 4.39 a.m. Hey, folks, this goes to um, Twitter. Hey, folks, wanted to use the term Mr. Mr. He used, they use the term Mr. Mr. Goldman just used. Wanted to flag the below tweet and I'm wondering if we can get moving on the process for having it removed ASAP. Boom. That is. Could you read the below tweet? And then if we can keep an eye out for tweets that fall in this same genre, uh, genre that would be great. This is a tweet on ve- the very issue that Ma- uh, Thomas uh, can you just, brought. For I the fullness of the record, can you re- re- uh, read the, because I've not seen this, can you read the tweet that it's referencing? I don't have the tweet here with me, but the oh, gentleman's shocking. point was, w- tell us, you said no time did government try to tell uh, Twitter to take that, to explicitly remove something. And No, I said explicitly says, remove lawful speech, lawful speech. We're going to conflate. The First Amendment does not, is not absolute. Twitter, this is something from Robert Kennedy Jr. But 
for so the record. I, I assume that's lawful speech. It's a point speech. of order, Mr. Chair. Because if Robert you, Kennedy Jr. said it, that's why it's lawful speech. Well, I'll submit it, Mr. Goldman. All I'm saying is you said at no time did the government explicitly say to take a tweet down. Here we have it, right here. Mr. Chair. They couldn't even wait two days. Two days into this administration, they were asked Twitter to Mr. take something Chair. down, and we will get you the underlying tweet. Thank With you. With that, I recognize the gentlelady from New if, York. If, will you place it into the record as well, sir? The underlying tweet? Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, is talking about, uh, he's talking about Hank Aaron's death after he received the vaccine. That's they are no longer for the core thing that we are built on, freedom of speech, the ability for the citizens to call out and question those that are in charge. But they don't believe we have that right anymore. So our next top six, Biden is going to oil in the fucking Alaska because, yeah, that, that's being ignored. Of course, New York Times is covering it, but he realizes he's got to start tilting to the middle. But he comes out with a budget, and we're going to hear his secretary of energy speak and our media saying his reckless tax and spend, which will tax you folks. Those IRS agents aren't for the rich. That's just a fucking line. But, oh, this is great. We're just going to spend more money we don't have. But, but I think China has done, um, has been very sensitive and has actually invested a lot in their solutions uh, to achieve their goals. So we're, we're hopeful that, you know, we can all learn from what China is doing, but the amount of money that they're investing in clean energy is actually, you know, uh, encouraging. The president plans to bring the deficit down by raising taxes on the wealthy and corporations by $4.7 trillion over a decade. Anybody who thinks our present federal tax system is fair, raise your hand. The House Republican leadership calculation, quote, for every dollar the federal government takes in, we spend $1.29. Under CBO's new projection, that number will go up to average $1.34 over the next 10 years. This is a spending problem, not a revenue problem. For the first time, I think, in history of the country, Joe Biden wants to tax unrealized capital gains. That is, if you own stock and it rises in value, the Biden administration wants to tax you even though you, you haven't sold it. But experts say those details are missing. And one of the glaring omissions in this budget is the fact that there is nothing to help preserve Social Security, where we know the program is going to become insolvent. President Biden today in the key battleground state of Pennsylvania, unveiling a blueprint for his re-election campaign, a $6.8 trillion budget that would slash the deficit by $3 trillion over the next decade. Biden's plan calls for new social spending on things like family leave and universal pre-K. It would also shore up Medicare and aim to lower prescription drug costs. It also features big hikes in defense spending, more money for police and border security. To pay for it all, the president is calling for tax hikes on large corporations and Americans making over $400,000 a year. President Biden traveled to the battleground state of Pennsylvania this afternoon to unveil his nearly $7 trillion budget of course, the media is all in on this stuff because they always are. But Ted Cruz sums it up. He's going to break down how many times he used woke words. 
Because that's all his budget's about. It's not about actually improving America, getting ahead of our adversaries. It's just all about woke, which will take us into our next soundbite of top six. And it's trans because we haven't done trans for a really long time. You will see the normal lunacy, things in front of kids, and unable to define what a woman is once again. Well, you know, there used to be such a thing as moderate Democrats in, in Congress. They've been driven out. The people setting the agenda, this is Bernie Sanders' budget, this is AOC, this is Elizabeth Warren. And, and, and let me show you just some amazing stats, um, just on a quick review uh, of, of the budget. All right, here's how many times the following words appear in the budget. Equity, 63 times. Climate, 148 times. Environmental justice, 25 times. Transgender, 8 times. Intersex, which I have no idea what that is, seven times. Senator, now let's you, compare you it to Harvard, things Senator, like the American know, None of us know either. Yeah. <laughs> we, That's more a Yale thing. Yeah. Hey. Who wants to have a conversation about puberty blockers? Doesn't matter, I'm already going for it. So, puberty blockers are just super active versions of the gonadotropin-releasing chemicals we already have in our bodies. Chemicals are also called GnRH. The way these chemicals work is they turn on a part of our pituitary gland, which in turn tells the body to start puberty. Now, when someone's given hormone blockers, basically what it does is it floods the pituitary gland with the uh, chemicals that it's already producing, which in turn causes it to shut down and pause puberty temporarily. When hormone blockers are removed, puberty resumes. The effects are currently understood to be 100% reversible. Hormone blockers are not permanent. They are not chemical castration. Uh, they don't cause bone damage. I saw that somewhere. Uh, and they're also not being forced on kids. They do lower suicidal ideations and mental health problems in trans kids, though. Hi, my name is Tempest. I'm a member of a DID system, and several people have asked how to use the Neo pronouns that I use, so here's a quick guide. So I use they, them pronouns, but primarily I use ze, them, themself. Now this is a little bit different from the other z pronoun, which is ze, zer, zerself. The thing that's complicated about my whole like gender situation, and I feel like there are other non-binary people who deal with this too, is the fact that the way I understand my gender and the way that I want other people to understand my gender are two wildly different things. Because I, and certain people that I've talked to about this, understand the nuances and complicated relationships that I have with womanhood. So those are included when we think of me as a woman or say she, her. Like those weird relationships are still understood. But almost everyone else, they don't have that. So they don't get to call me those things. To almost everyone else in real life, I am not a woman and I use they, them. So what, I guess my question is you keep, you said uh, that they're both women, right? So what, what is a woman? A woman is anyone who wants to identify as one. A cat is a cat because they are a cat. That's not like, I feel uh, like this isn't a gotcha. It's just a genuine question. What like is a woman? Hold are... on. Let's hold on. Go ahead. Um, I didn't have anything to say yet. Okay. But w what is a woman? 
a person. No, but what is the definition of what is a woman? I don't know. I'm confused now. I understand what your argument is. I do, if I come out and I say a woman is a, someone who was born biologically a woman, I understand that that's where you're coming from. And I agree everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But I personally, I as an individual, respect trans people. I sure. respect trans women. So I'm not going to come on here and invalidate them by saying that. I understand completely where you're coming from. But just from my personal preference, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Answering the question. Okay. No, th hey, that's, that's okay. What about you? I'm just not really interested in having this conversation about trans people anymore it, because you seem very clearly committed to misunderstanding. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I am trying to understand. I'm just trying to get people's perspective. So what is a woman? I'm going to say what she said. I don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, this is, I just feel like that's like not, I don't know. I feel like there's a better question that you could be asked that Per SOP, we have the New York Times, we have the Rolling Stones, artists starting with the, oh, it's so important to protect kids and shit. They gotta be, they gotta be signed. This one was about the, uh, the New York Times was about Tennessee again. The Vandaliers was about Tennessee. Um, we have the USA powerlifting gonna allow dudes to beat up on women. We even have another bevy of articles about crazy-ass fucking Wahoo Dylan Mulvaney doesn't understand why. Why is no one in the DMs for Dylan Mulvaney's discuss dating as a trans woman? Because they're, they're transphobic. That's why they won't fuck me. They don't like dicks, Dylan People aren't down with dicks. They either like vaginas or they like dicks. There are people that like vaginas and dicks. And there's people that don't like them at all, I guess. Because that's the world we live in right now. This is a trans activist. There are over 20 states trying to criminalize hormone therapy, particularly in the trans youth. So my friends and I had an idea sending out to our extra prescriptions across the country. If you need hormones, I'm going to hand it out to you, kids. Because I'm all about fucking damaging kids and that's a total 100% dude lives a tiktok has had some successes they made a middle school remove gender classes there's a librarian with an urgent email after spotting awkward details on kids books and basically sending out an all points apb to cover cover it up don't let people see it it's bad suppress this stuff suppress it it's evil it's so evil then we have our individuals we will start with a dad a teacher and a mandatory school assembly basically at about 24 months here here's where she started grabbing the um the tutus and the dresses. By three and a half, Kieran had transitioned to a girl. Today, she's nine years old, a third grader, and an athlete. That's why the Clausens are celebrating Governor Holcomb's decision to veto a bill that would have banned Kieran and other transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams at school. There were happy tears shed, there was dancing, and 
when I told Kieran, she squealed with glee. There are people watching this right now who will say, people who were born a boy and are living life as a girl are biologically different. So it, it, places, it places them at an unfair advantage. My daughter will never go through male puberty. He says Kieran will undergo hormone therapy to make her no different than any other girl. My kid's mental health is more important than your kid's trophy. I deleted one of my videos and I want to tell you guys why. One of my videos um, where I talked about the concept of parents' rights um, that Republicans and people um, in the right wing have been talking about a lot lately when it comes to transgender and LGBTQ kids. Um, I took down the video because so many people were stitching the video and only including my first one to two sentences and then a whole diatribe about why they disagreed with me. Um, and that really bothered me because it demonstrates like a real lack of critical thinking skills, honestly, to me. Um, you know, critical thinking skills and how to effectively respond to an argument that you disagree with um, and how to effectively use evidence and use quotes, etc., is literally something that I'm teaching my seventh graders right now. Um, so yeah, didn't take the video down because I, you know, was scared or because um, I don't really believe what I said. Um, I took the video down because if people are going to respond to the things that I say, um, it's important to me that you are responding to all of what I say um, and that you are not intentionally taking things I say out of context um, because that is misinformation. Um, yeah, more on that. Gender as an art or performance has been seen throughout history, seen in ancient China, Greece, and many native cultures throughout the world. Over here, it boomed during the Roaring Twenties, during Prohibition, and then once again during the Gay Rights Movement. So, gender were actively being targeted. That father's a sick fuck. It's all about him. It's all about virtue signaling. Most people's replies, you can't criminalize it enough. Yet, we have doctors saying shit like, LGBTQ fact check of the day, allowing a child to socially transition to explore with pronouns, names, and other domains of gender expression doesn't make kids more trans. It's more likely to persist in trans identity. Forcing children into gender boxes merely promotes shame, damage relationship between therapist and child, and damage relationship between parents and children. Also, to be very clear, having a goal of a child growing up to be cisgender is unethical, as it clearly stated by the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatric and American Association. It's unethical.
all we get from the media is push. This is two arrested at a protester support clash at Wadsworth Drag String Story Hours. And there are a bunch of people, Nazi flags and shit, which you know probably weren't Nazis. Most likely, they were just like the Lincoln Project. But Will Kane's been all over it. CBS, West Virginia legislator passing transgender care ban. It's not care. It's alterations. Slate, there are two sides to the debate on health care for trans kids. Here's what you're missing about one of them. It's medically necessary. Was there one of them? Here's Veshi bringing on a tranny to say how important this shit is. I think that what we're seeing across the board right now is a road test for authoritarianism in the United States. How can you sort of um, separate, demonize, stigmatize uh, an entire group of people uh, in order to build the type of society that religious zealots want? And they're trying this. And eerily, what I get confused by is why people don't see that that's what's happening, Um, don't understand that in some ways that we are this is a prototype just like the early 1930s were in Germany. I'm not saying that this is an equivalent period in terms of what is no, but, ultimately but they did, going. But they did road test everything in 1930s Germany, That's right? You, they- With the media forcing this shit, schools forcing it, pop culture forcing it, social media forcing it, they are melding young minds into believing that this is an option. This is an option that I'm not a white guy, I'm a trans POC woman. And we just get a pick to everything. Fuck it. And our last six, I think it's our last, yes, it is our last six subjects or sound bites. The attack on Christianity. That's a really good question. Yeah, you gotta just like think about that stuff. Are you an atheist? Yes. A lot of things about religion I just grew up and I just didn't like. Such as? A lot of it is just promoted, used to hate people, like when it comes to gay people and stuff like that. Well, I keep hearing that all the time. I love gay people. I care about them. I'm, I'm honored to talk to them. Why would that make you an atheist? Because a lot of people who are Christians don't like gay people, like my family, for instance. They hate gays? Well, they don't hate them. Someone hates somebody and they're not a Christian. Christians are to be known by their love. Let me ask you a question. You have to think before you answer. You're an atheist. Mm -hmm. So you believe the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything? Is that what you believe? Scientific possibility that nothing created everything? Because that's what an atheist defaults to. There are a number of things, but, but, but the first is, is that people are, are people, and um, folks who identify as lesbian or gay, bisexual, transgendered, queer, are, um, you know, they, they're, tr- they're trying to make, make the most sense of their life as they can. They, they feed their dogs, they love their children, they, they, keep, they keep good care of their gardens. I mean, people are people. Um, and so the, the most important thing that Christians can do is not, is not buy into this, um, this real travesty of personhood 
that has come to us through the category of sexual orientation, and that is to believe that somehow people who identify as gay or lesbian are a separate species of people. There's one category of personhood. A person is, has a soul that will last forever, is an image bearer of a holy God. So even when we meet people who um, are, are reflecting that image badly, and, and I think it's fair to say that we all would be that, considered that person, we still must see that person as an image bearer of a holy God. Another thing Christians get really tripped up with, I think, is they focus so much on the particular sin that that person manifests or that you think that person manifests, and they, they become then bad listeners. You know, when, when I first started reading the Bible and was meeting with Ken Smith, who's the pastor the Lord used in my conversion, he, um, he was really clear that he, I don't, he knew that my being a lesbian was not my biggest sin. Being an unbeliever was. So don't get sidetracked into focusing on sins, plural, about anybody, whether it's your neighbors who identify as LGBT or, or, or other neighbors. Um, get to know people well enough to know what's really the issue. You know, everyone has a longing for those things that eternal souls need. And the Word of God is the only food, and the person of Jesus Christ is the only friend for all of humanity. So don't get sidetracked with how people are presenting themselves or how they're identifying. That's not helpful, and it's not even kind. Um, Another thing you might want to think about, too, is that before you focus on the specifics and on the consequences of original sin, a really helpful thing to do is to really just share worldview. When people get together and they talk, it, it doesn't hurt to say, well, you know, this is why Christians think the way they think. We believe that all people are distorted by original sin. Uh, me and you and everybody else, and we're all distorted differently. But before you get into the particulars of, of actual sins, it really does help to at least have some kind of opportunity to talk about some other things. And there's only one way to do that, and that's to actually have time. I come from a large, wounded family. By the time I was 24, both my parents and three of my brothers had died. And even though I still had two sisters, I felt abandoned, and alone. I remember watching The Sound of Music with all those kids lined up in a row. It was like the family I never had. I couldn't wait to be a mother. Life would be perfect, or so I thought. I met Rob when I was 26. He wrote me a love song, and we were married three months later. <laughs> it was a really good love song. A year after that, we had our first child, and then four more. When Chris was just two weeks old, we ventured out to the local market. An older woman there took one look at him, so tiny, bundled up in his bright blue baby blanket. She said, well, God bless him. And I burst into tears. One day you're a regular rational person, the next you're a mom. You have this amazing responsibility to protect your children, to prepare them for the world. You love them more than anything. And all you want to do is dress them in matching colors. <laughs> Here we are at church camp near Colorado Springs. Our younger son may be wearing a girl's shirt. As a mother of five, you just do the best you can. We figured out pretty quickly that one thing you want when you're raising kids is community.
For us, that was the church. We were at church a lot. We led Bible studies and small groups. Rob was a worship leader and I sang on the praise team. And we homeschooled all five kids who basically had the run of the place. Here's Annie leading a Bible study for her dolls. Life was good. Our amazing children grew into amazing adults. And we had our trusted community. Then one day the phone rang and everything changed. It was Annie calling from college. She was 20. I was wiping down the white tile counter in my bathroom when Annie says, Mom, I got something to tell you. I'm attracted to girls. I think I'm bisexual. I prayed about it, Mom. I've resisted it, but it won't go away. Now I know what you're thinking. You're hoping I whipped out a rainbow flag and said, Annie, that's totally fine. We accept you just the way you are. But that's not quite what happened. See, I had nothing against LGBTQ people, really. But after 20 years in the evangelical church, I believed that being gay was somehow wrong. My daughter hates Christianity because that's the line, and that's why it plays. Those are videos that came back. War on Christianity. I searched three or four times on YouTube. All I could get was anti-Christianity videos. I'm gay. I'm not a Christian because of this. What Christians don't understand. Remember, it started all along because conservatives vote Republican. But during coronavirus, this was shit that was in New York Times every day. And it was comedic because, let's be honest, churches were closed. It was the first thing they closed. During it, some interesting article, you can get this um, on, I'm not going to read it, but it's uh, Substack Dave, Dave Zwieg. When a renegade church in a zealous county health department collided because they tried to go around it. And even with stuff in order, it wasn't good enough. They were going to have strip clubs open, but everything else closed. When you search this stuff, you find little pie charts of religiousness and who is religious and who's not religious. And it's mostly white losers, which isn't true and you find articles from NPR that religion is shrinking because the left is working so hard to do it but it spurns me to do article or just little segments on this because of the the simple fact they were going after Catholics Catholics were bad there's a department of justice combating religious discrimination and protecting religious freedom but they didn't do anything about Jane's Revenge. They didn't do anything about anything else. They just don't care. Every week, you will find articles, the religious rights, war on LGBT. New research suggests Christians see LGBT progress as threatening, but they don't say where they got the war on Christianity is against LGBT.
you get articles like this. The real war on Christianity. And let me zoom this up because I can't read it. I am a transgender Christian woman. This is the article they went with. And I often used to begin one of my presentations about how trans, how being a woman of faith, then I ought to follow that line with these. I like to start with that because you don't often hear the words transgender and Christian on the same sentence. I like to start with that because people often tell me I can't live authentically and be a Christian. And I like to start with that because of many years of life, I believe them. Therein lies the war on Christianity. Telling someone they can't be Christian because their sexual orientation or gender identity is clearly one of the least Christian things anyone can do. And I stop there. There are no churches saying you can't be gay. There are no churches saying you can't be transgender. They're saying they won't marry you. They say you can't follow the book of the Bible by being trans. God gave you what you are. I have violated it. I have tattoos. If you go Old Testament. But they're not saying it. It's what you're saying. Cultural backlashes, LGBTQ progress, and attack on Christianity. There were a hundred articles on that. It was everywhere. It's in everything this administration does. It's in every bill they pass. It's in every part of their ideology. There is no God because if you have a God, you can't have government as your king. You just can't. And it's disgusting. This country was based on Christianity. That's why they came here. So they didn't have to be Catholic or Protestant or anything. They could just believe in God. But in the last seven years post-Trump, it seems like it's a direct thing that the media and the left go after. They always blame the right. Let me get my hat right. For everything. Jesus, this is not going well. Um, And the first thing attack is churches. Because churches and people of faith don't believe in laying down with each other. They don't believe in changing their gender. They don't believe in all the things you do. But they're not the ones attacking those things. It's the media. It's the left attacking Christians for being Christian. And it needs to stop. It's the DHS It's the HHS, it's the DOJ, it's the FBI raiding pro-life people for standing on sidewalks. Yet, during the same time, churches and crisis pregnancy centers were being burned and vandalized and nobody was punished for it. It's wrong. It is antithetical to what our country is. You don't have to be a Christian. Our country doesn't force you to believe in anything. They don't even force you to even like the country anymore. But attacking Christians just because they don't believe in your fucking ever-changing 99 pronouns is bullshit. So, that brings us to This is America. 
You're going to have a soundbite. Trump's fault for the bank. You're going to have a soundbite. DeSantis and Youngkin are basically killing black people. You know, it's always the thing they go with. Or GOP banning CRT grooming akin to segregation. And then you'll have hilarious Basaki hypes MSDNC as factual. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Senator, after the financial crisis in 2008, regulations were put into place to make sure banks could weather large losses. Under President Trump, some of those were rolled back. And in 2018, you were one of only 17 Democrats who voted for the bill that rolled back some banking rules, including for institutions the size of Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon. This guy just seems like just sort of a curmudgeonly anti-black uh, and anti-LGBTQ person. And the, the, the reason he won so overwhelmingly in Florida, let's be clear, is about 1.3 million people stayed home and didn't bother to vote. What does it say about our society that for one of our two major political parties, the salient issue for them is stopping students from learning black history and from even discussing the existence of gay people. They, they have decided that is the most important issue in the country, more than the economy, more than anything else. It's stopping kids from learning those two things. What, what it says to me is, is, is that in many ways, we're, we're not at a place where a major political party is trying to stop, let's say, black children from going to school with white children at, at Central High School, but they're trying to segregate in a different type of way. They're trying to segregate out uh, the history and, and, and the experiences of, of people of color. So right. Yes. Okay. So if your boss is an MSNBC, which is sort of sometimes called like a liberal fox, I don't think that's entirely fair. If you were asked to do any of that stuff, what would you say? I would say no, but I would never be asked that. But I'm asking, I, it's, an, it's a hypothetical. Well, I don't do hypotheticals, A. Okay. But, but B, look, I think this is an important piece to dive into because MSNBC has a very high standard of what is factual. You have to go through a process. This bank thing is very interesting. A, it is literally um, a Democrat bank. Comfortably smug. Who the hell was in charge of risk management at SVP? And then you break it up. This is who they were. They were lefties. That's how they lost the bank. Brian Seltzer is out there once again, speaks at South by Southwest about the media profiting by amplifying hate. And I looked everywhere to try to find um, this. And this is going to be a do-over for next podcast because I I can't find the sound bites. But they're out there somewhere. They're fucking there and we're going to find them. Minnesota governor going to give 77,000 illegals driver's license. 
you know that's going to uh, lead to them voting, of course. Mark Kelly, senator, called for social media censorship to prevent bank runs. Every time something goes wrong, they want to censor it. I mean, why wouldn't they? Why the mental health of liberal girls sank first and fastest. And this is a huge thing coming out of our media. This was from the free press, which if you haven't seen the free press, um, they are spot on with nonpartisan news. It is really good. Also, and remember, for those who knew the show, this is America's the worst of the worst. Secret Service and ICE conducted warrantless stingray surveillance, says Watchdog Group, and grabbed data. And you can bet it, it was conservatives. NewsGuard says they are unfunded. The U.S. government is funding this, the Biden administration, with 750 k grant. And understand that is to ensure that all Republicans are bad. They're evil groups. They're destroying democracy. That's probably not a good thing. Something that I have in the this is the worst of the last couple days. This is going to be a problem. They need to unwoke quickly because you are running out of fucking people. You're just running out. I mean, this is this is just getting bad. We're in the most perilous days right now for war because of this asshole president and his feckless foreign policy. And we don't even have a fucking army. This was with it. It's not bad. It's good. 250 soldiers came back from fucking Europe. Hunter first. I used to go to these. It's just super, super rough. Our next worst soundbite. Governor Yunkin's really trying to be a good dude. And uh, he did a town hall with Jake Tapper. And this was anything but journalism. It was just a hit job with liberals in the audience. Here's the worst of the worst. If education is supposed to be such a high priority in Virginia, why are teachers, which, as you know, are so hard to come by right now, so underpaid? As a newly single mother, I can barely afford rent on my salary, even with this being my seventh year teaching. Your your executive order that ended the teaching of CRT said that it would end the teaching of inherently divisive uh, concepts, including CRT. So other than CRT, can you give us a specific example of what is an inherently divisive concept that you think should not be taught in Virginia school? So let me just ask you one more follow-up on that, which is what do you say to a teacher who wants to teach any one of any number of scholars who say that the condition of black Americans today can be traced all the way back to Fort Monroe in 1619, that it's not as if Every generation is just brought for, brought forth new. Uh, that there there were hundreds of years of slavery, a hundred years of Jim Crow, and today is part of that. 
Governor Yunkin, do you agree that there is an unspoken culture of racism and implicit bias against teachers of color within school districts nationwide? Um, what about individuals who say there are laws that could help law enforcement keep guns out of the hands of people who would use them for harm? You could strengthen the red flag laws in Virginia. You could require by law parents to lock their guns either in safes or with trigger locks and that would keep a six-year-old from being able, much less two six-year-olds, from being able to, to get guns to bring them to school. Would you ever contemplate anything like that? Well, let me, let me repeat. Um, yeah. As I said, Virginia has some of the toughest gun laws in the nation and we have red flag laws and we have requirements that parents keep guns out of the hands of young children. The reality is if people don't follow the law, then the laws aren't as powerful as they otherwise could be. Your safe storage law is kind of and, weak. And, well, this is, this is the challenge that we've yeah. got, right? Which is, which is at the end of the day, we in fact need parents to take ownership for what they're doing. Uh, Governor Youngkin, your transgender model policies require that students play on the sports teams and use the restrooms that correspond with their sex assigned at birth. Look at me. I am a transgender man. Do you really think that the girls in my high school would feel comfortable sharing a restroom with me? I, I don't doubt that, that Sage's grandmother and Nico's dad are, are wonderful, but not every parent is supportive, especially when it comes to LGBTQ students, especially when it comes to transgender students. Then what? Thank you for being here, Governor. Um, in our school and in other Virginia schools, we say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of each day. Yet, we cannot require the students to say the pledge, to stand, to pay attention, or to do anything except stop walking and be quiet. The people actually saying the pledge are most teachers and a few students. If I was in charge of a campaign running for any office and you were conservative, I would never go on CNN or MSNBC. There's just no reason to go. Democrats have done it forever. They don't go on Fox. You, you just don't need to go. Just go on Fox, Newsmax. Don't you you don't need it because your voters aren't aren't there and you're not going to turn any of those people into voting for you because they're fucking lunatics. How do I know that? Another bad soundbite here is Cori Bush saying that the person she's being questioned by is a white supremacist. But my Republican colleagues have unironically invited for profit think tank and oil titans whose expertise is in maximizing profits, especially at the expense of our black, our brown, and our indigenous neighbors' health, safety, and well-being. One of these so-called energy experts is a philosopher who has previously espoused white supremacist views. You know, I don't hate her. I hate the people that vote for her. And our last and most devastating is this one. This is from Brian Cassistine. To the ignorant, hateful people attacking Drew Barrymore because she had Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender woman and activist on her show, and show compassion and love towards her, your children are watching. Your children will be undereducated and ill-prepared for the world if you, like, hide the reality from them. Your children will be hateful people who are at the disadvantage if you teach them the difference of are bad. Your children would view you when adults as a likely bigot and hold you accountable. I know a million right-wing toxic masculinity nuts will reply to this post attacking me in straight mail for supporting these two women. Guess what? Your attack proves my point. Thank you, Drew Barrymore, for this amazing 
dialogue. This is insane. Well, I, watching your journey and being such a huge fan of yours, Thank and you. I think there's also a way to be taught and educated to open minds, mm -hmm. and there are those who can, and I think you have that gift. I really do. I'm a musical theater major. Well, and you actually have a show. Well, get this, I, I the, you know, activism scares the heck out of me, especially I think when you come out as trans, there's this automatic like Girl Scout patch that gets put on you like activist. And I think my way in is through comedy. And yes. I'm doing um, my day 365 tonight is going to be at the Rainbow Room. I'm doing an old Hollywood style Broadway show, Cabaret. And I'm basically- At the legendary Rainbow, Rainbow Room. Room. There's gonna be costume changes. And um, all the proceeds go to the Trevor Project to support queer youth. Wonderful. So that'll be live streamed tonight. Well, I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to continue to watch your journey. And um, it is such a pleasure to finally make yeah. your acquaintance, and I hope that it can turn into We've got more an ahead ongoing of us. Yes! <laughs> we love you so much. Um, what is one thing that you would like for people to take away from your journey as it's ongoing, but just for today? I would say that you know yourself better than anyone does. And please hold on to your favorite parts of yourself because I let a lot of my favorite parts go as a child and as a teen and I'm now trying to find them again. I've found a lot of them this past year and I've shared those things. But if I was to, able to hold on to those even earlier, I think, I mean, the possibilities are limitless. And so try to hold on to those things because you know yourself. And also, I heard a story about a girl that came up to you and yes. said, I am having a, a parallel journey. Yes. And your videos explaining your journeys have helped my family understand. I was seeing a Broadway musical. I was in the line for the women's restroom. And the girl behind me tapped me on the shoulder and says, me and my mom watch your videos every night together. That's like part of their routine. And I was like, is your mom here? And she, we walked upstairs and her mom started crying. And I, I think that trans and queer youth are some of the strongest humans alive. The fact that they are pushing through to be themselves, but I think the parents are just as important. So I got to thank that mom just for, for supporting their child and loving their child. And isn't that like, a, I, I'm not a parent, but isn't that like a parent's greatest hope? I think as a parent, that story spoke to me because we don't know what to do all the time. We right. have instincts, we develop things, we grow and learn, but the more you know, we can be given the tools and taught and storytelling, the better parents will be. So thank you for being that beacon for that family. Dylan Mulvaney, be sure to stream Dylan's live show. visit 365 days of girlhood.com we'll be right back i will be back that goes on much longer it is much longer 
but it sums up the left. This is the new agenda. You will prostate in front of it. You will be for transing the kids. You will embrace all of this agenda, and you will recognize that guy as a woman. Prostate. You shall bow before the new God. And the new God is dudes with dicks and dresses. Children getting sex changes. Those are good people. You're bad. You are cis-normative. That isn't shocking. Drew Barrymore is a complete sellout. Most of them are now. They will sell their fucking soul to the devil as long as they can keep being what they are. That's just, that just got released today. And uh, I picked it up and I put it in the show. At the very end, because it is the worst video you can see. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with a K. Rumble 4824670. Go to foppodcast at gmail.com on your email and tell me to go fuck myself. Our next show, uh, this is the 14th, so let's go with a 17 March year of our Lord 2023. What do we learn from our show? In back order, Dilliman Vaney's a woman. You better embrace it. Cory Bush is a fucking racist. Don't go on CNN. MSDNC is factual, and that was after two of them where they just made shit up. Bank crashes that had nothing to do with conservatives or their fault because it's a Democrat bank. LGBT community hates fucking religion. The media is going to push trans. Kids are going to go to fucking... Um, assemblies and be required to watch it. Teachers are for it. Dads are transing their kids as low as three. But all that crazy that preceded it tells you they don't even know what the fuck they want and you can't define a fucking woman. Biden's budget is ridiculous. His fucking whole thing and his shtick is nothing but DEI. His energy secretary is a moron. The Democrats are aren't going to embrace the fact that there was censorship because they're for that censorship. As long as they're not being censored, they want you censored more. And we learned that in our This is America also. SNL does have funny skits every once in a while. Biden's for trans and the kids, but he doesn't do anything after nine. Go watch Dead Poet Society again. It's very apropos. The dude, the Q shaman, got jailed for nothing. Solwell wants to tell the military what the fuck to watch. Jane Fonda wants to murder you. The press secretary can't speak. And Biden's going to spend the rest of his career just talking about mega Republicans, even though when mega Republicans aren't in control of anything now. They just don't exist. And today was the day that I lost a dear friend. And that's how we started the show. 
I thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you Friday. You take care. Thank you.